0: Yes, Brandon Bang and I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast is here. Higgity have no fear on today's I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. The young shooter is back. Boom. Deuce Pacino, Deuce Collins is back. We're talking about him doing some construction to his new apartment. Yeah, the shooter has moved. And all things going on in my and his world. All that morning, fantastic, hard-hitting, museum-quality I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast coming up right now. Miles Jordan, A.K. of the Weeks Brothers. A.K.A. the Dust Brothers, start this. I am Rapport Stereo podcast off with something real nice, yes. Start it off with something real loud, yes. But most importantly, start this puppy off with something real, real funky. I am Rapport Stereo podcast coming at you right now, liggity. Let's fucking go. Have no fear, the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. Welcome to the Iron Dome of Disruption. Welcome to the Ziggity Zone of Disruption. My name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Man Dingo, a.k.a. the Saltless Sniff, a.k.a. the Inflamed Ashkenazi, a.k.a. the King of Kashmir. It's that time of year. A.k.a. Mr. New York, and this is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast coming live and direct. And without further ado, because I could tell he's chomping at the bit. Chomp, chomp. Hungry. Hungry to turn that mic on. Hungry to fire up that mic. Let's bring in the part time, sometime co host with the most. They call him Deuce Pacino. They call him Deuce Cuddles. We like to call him the young shooter. Boom. Dean Collins is in Tsukasa. Yes. Hey, rapper, what's happening? Everything's good, man. Everything is good. I'm uh on my way to Milwaukee. I'm going to be in Milwaukee performing all weekend at the right. Milwaukee Improv, and uh, I'm looking forward to the shows in Milwaukee. I got my uh, winter clothes on. Get to rock all that good cashmere. And other than that, I'm just happy to uh happy to have you on the one thousand one thousandth and second, the one thousand and two.
2: 1,002nd? No, that doesn't sound right. 1,002nd. Is it 1,002 or 1,000? The 1,002nd? Yeah, you're right. 1,002nd episode.
0: Of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, the world's most disruptive
2: podcast. That is so crazy to me. I know we every time it's like it comes up, it's like, oh, we, we just did the 400th episode or the 600th episode. I mean, it's like doing a season of a, it's like doing like a television series, it's like Family Guys on its 400th episode. It's like it's the same thing with the I Am Rap Report Stereo podcast. It's like we're on the thousand one. We're on the thousand second episode that doesn't roll off the tongue so smoothly, but that is really cool that you're on that. And you know what? I just want to say congratulations to you for getting a thousand in the can. That is unreal. What a feat. What a fantastic... I mean, that is so fucking cool to me. But you know what? I just wanted to bring something up to you. Okay. Um, What do you you want to
0: bring up? You want to... Did you send me a gift?
2: I didn't send you a gift. No, I I didn't send you a gift. That's the last thing I, I did. You... I think on the thousandth episode, you went down a list of people that you thanked. You thanked you thanked everybody. It's It, it felt like you thanked everybody. And I was listening. Um, and I was kind of mm-hmm. just like, it was like an Oscar speech. It's like, you're up there. You're accepting the award. You're going down the list of your agents, your family members. And mm-hmm. somehow you forget it's like it's somehow you forget your wife or your best friend during that speech and the only reason i I didn't think about it too much until somebody dm'd me and they said you know shooter i don't normally dm and and i just wanted to shout out bradley howard so you know that i'm not lying either shout out bradley howard um the one person that dm'd me about this but he said you know i don't normally dm people but i just want to i just wanted to let you know i'm very upset that (laughs) michael did not bother to mention you when thanking everybody on the thousandth podcast that just dropped. What the fuck? I really hope you address this with him at your next opportunity because that is ice cold. And well, what, I want what, to bring what's that this up guy, to you. What's this guy's name? Bradley Howard. He's a good guy. He listens to the podcast. He's a fan. And I'll be the judge. I'll be the judge of what
0: he is. First of all, Bradley, I appreciate your support. I appreciate that you have been rocking with the I am Rapaport Stereo Podcast through thick and thin, and I appreciate that you listened carefully enough to bring this to the world's attention and to specifically Dean Collins' attention. Now, yeah, I don't appreciate
2: I, it. I go ahead. I okay, don't appreciate motherfucker,
0: it. motherfucker. Bradley being a fan, and I don't like to argue with the fans because the fans <laughs> make or break the show. Is he's sort of throwing gas on a non-existent fire because mm-hmm. the the only people that really sort of got specific shout outs are the Dust Brothers and the fans and guests. As you know, we've had uh some let's just say what's the word? We've had some difficulty. No, oh so this was oh so this was intentional. Oh no 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 we haven't had any difficulty with you we've had some difficulty with a few things, but as much as I break your balls, I'll do this once and I'll do this only once. What you have brought to the I Am Rap Report Stereo Podcast as a guest throughout the years, what you have brought to the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast as a part-time co-host that you are now, part-time, sometime co-host that you are now, is it brings... Not only does it bring me so much joy, it brings the fans and the world so much joy. So as much as I like to pound that fucking ass, and I like to pound that ass of yours. Ew. I will publicly thank you for all that you've brought to the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast and all that you're going to bring going forward to the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. As far as your friend, what's his name again?
2: Bradley? Bradley's a great guy don't disrespect him because he he makes a valid point but I I look 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 I appreciate all that look I think what it's,
0: motherfucker well, that's it I said my little piece and that's it you I want know more? but it's
2: it's like I appreciate that it feels very after the fact it feels like charity at this point it, it like I said it would have been great to have it on on the stage at the oscars in front of everybody and it's like huh. you're doing a radio program huh. afterwards kind of like oh right i forgot this guy that's cool i'm, I'm not asking you to do it now I just you, wanted just to bring it to- you just no, did you just did a- i didn't ask you to do it now i just wanted to say somehow that maybe i got lost in the shuffle there but i'm not offended by it it's just bradley brought it to my attention and um i look i'm just happy to be here i'm happy to be involved with the podcast I think it's fantastic that you're on your thousandth and second episode. And I just want to move forward. I just want to, I just want to move forward. I,
0: I want to move forward too.
2: Okay, let's do it. So let's move forward starting right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I'm absolutely ready. Uh, I can't wait for another thousand. And um, so you're going to Milwaukee. And a lot of people can't see this podcast. But you are wearing a ridiculous sweatshirt. I don't mean ridiculous in, in a good way. I, I mean in like... I don't. I don't know what it is. It's kind of like your old Tony Hawk sweatshirt, like like the ones that the fifteen year olds wear. It's got a lot of scribbles on it, like white scribbles going on. It's gray. It's like an it's like a strange color. Are you planning on wearing that to the shows, or what, what are uh, we no, doing with no, that? No, no. Or are you, you, you going to throw that in the fire at some point? Listen to me, listen to me, my friend.
0: You're in your fucking pajamas. Now, no, I'm in not, a sweatshirt. I'm in a beautiful and, green and pajamas.
2: Forest green sweatshirt. And and what's underneath? Some sweatpants. I'm doing this from my home. I, I don't okay. Let's see, okay. Well, let's let's stay focused. You're doing this from your home. You moved. I did move into a bigger place, greener pastures for me. I'm out of my dungeon. I don't live in my kitchen anymore. Thankfully, I can say that. And um, it's there's been a lot of movement. I'm mounting desks. I'm hanging up picture frames. I've never gotten my hands dirty like I have this move. In my and entire life. And how did that life.
0: work? How many holes? Because you said to me the other day, I called you the other day, and I said, yo, what's up? I was touching base with you actually to schedule a podcast, and you go, I got to call you back. <laughs> I'm do- You said, I'm doing construction in my house. <laughs> right. So how many holes did you fucking destroy into your wall? Talk to us about the construction. like. When you said construction, you acted like you were building something from scratch, like you were putting something together. You had also mentioned you went to the hardware store.
2: You were like, uh, uh, I'm going to the hardware store to go <laughs> yeah. get a drill. Like, so, yeah. so how did that work out? It worked. I got the drill. Um, I've been trying to mount the fucking floating desk in my living room, and I had a bracket there. I must have created about 100 holes. Now we're going to have to patch all these motherfucking holes. There's so many goddamn holes that are showing right now. It looks like shit. The desk is up. It's it's working. Uh, You can't see the holes anymore. The mirrors are up. It's looking pretty great in here. I'm I'm excited to keep it going. Um, But I've never got my hands dirty like this ever. And you know what? I don't ask for a lot of help. look, Look. my brother really helped me lug why? a bunch of shit. I why? don't know. I don't know. Why I, did I he th- help you? I don't know if it were me. I'd be like, you know, like, can, can you pay me to do it? Take me out to dinner? He was just yeah, like, if, out it, of the- if it was me,
0: I'd be like, can you, can you
2: go fuck off? Right. That's like, I know it's straight. I really like. Appreciate- why did your brother spend
0: a few hours helping you lug couches and a bed up flights L- of stairs? Literally. When, the, at the when goodness we know of his that heart. if you had asked, if you had been asked to do the same thing, like you said, You would ask for some money. You would have harangued. You'd have been like, oh, can we do it at this time? You're not that. You're not a kind of like a guy who's going to go, where and when?
2: Yeah, I'll help you. Well, I just, I don't have like muscles. You know, it's like, it's hard for me to carry just like light things. So that's, you know, I needed him. He showed up with his tool bag. My girlfriend also helped me like till one in the morning in the rain, start lugging all these clothes up to this place. It was, but here's the thing I feel bad asking people to help me because I remember. A while ago, and I think I might have mentioned this on the podcast, when I was living next to this woman who started, she started moving. She was my neighbor at this apartment building, and I noticed she had boxes that she was lifting up into her apartment, and I was coming into my house, and I just thought I I was just being friendly. I was being a friendly neighbor, and I said, oh, like, do you need a hand with anything? Just to say, you know, oh, do you need a hand? And she was like, yeah, that would be great and i was like okay and so i helped her move a box and that one box turned into the next 6 hours of my day she had roped me into helping her move her entire house into a new apartment it was horrible and i learned my lesson never offer help to anyone that is moving ever cuz they'll take you up on it they they absolutely will take you up on it and it was right and god, and god forbid if they take you up on it Oh, God forbid, because, I, I mean, I had six hours. I was sweating. I was, like, really sweating in her apartment, lifting couches. It was ridiculous. So I I try not to, like, rope everyone into doing that with me. But
0: now, now that I've seen your apartment, I've seen some pictures, I've seen a little bit, it looks nicer, it looks brighter. Um, The one thing that I'm going to ask you about, like, what are you going to do about the cat hair to avoid the cat hair dungeon that you had the last in the last place? Because the last place, you you have one cat, and but it had the smell of cat. No it, it, do, no, cat it doesn't.
2: Hit. No it doesn't. I, I don't you, appreciate you saying that on wax Dean, either that Dean it's I'm smell it of cat.
0: I'm saying it on wax because when you're living in a in a cat hole like you were living in, you get desensitized from it. Your old crib had the smell of cat. I'm asking you this like mm-hmm. you you moved movement is good. change is great I believe very much in change and movement. What are we doing with that cat? Let's just get to that.
2: I really don't appreciate and you said that the other day too on the phone and and this is like maybe the second or third time you're saying what are we doing with that cat cuz you're like oh cool you got the desk up like you moved into a new apartment and and now go. what are we going to do with the cat Yeah Like when no no sorry that's not what you said you said you said you moved into a new apartment it's bigger <laughs> it's brighter you got your desk in there you got a new bed frame in there uh-huh. now when are you getting rid of the cat You uh-huh. didn't say what are we doing with the cat you said when are we getting rid of the cat The cat is Is it's I I know it's like it's cringy to say, but it really is. It's like a son to me. So when you say that, it's it's insulting. It's like you want me to get rid of somebody that's like a part of my life, like like a child. And I'm never ever getting rid of the cat that I've had for seven years. And the cat has a name. It's Pablo. He almost died last year. And you've
0: known this cat. Oh God, fuck! We 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 covered it. We did a whole hashtag. We a whole campaign.
3: Th- we had a pray point. for
2: Pablo campaign. That's the point. And so you even even knowing all of that, and you knew what I've been through. You oh still my god, want, we did. Still oh, do you want another
0: campaign for this fucking cat? I don't
2: want. I don't want a campaign. Does that fucking I just want cat
0: to... do tricks? Does it do anything? <laughs> Does it do roll over? Does it do tricks? Like, is it a show cat? Like, has it won any awards? Like, fuck, man. The Fuck, cat, we, we.
2: the cat is staying, man, and and Pablo right. is staying. He's been. What are we going to do
0: about the cat hair? Like, are you going to keep him off the couch yeah. and shit? Because I don't like coming over, and I'm like, I leave, and I need like a fucking lint, like a lint brush and a vacuum to get all the yeah. cat hair off. Is what I'm saying, bro. That's there's what I'm a, saying, bro.
2: There's not a lot of cat hair, bro. And I'm getting a new couch, and I'm probably going to put some towels on that couch so he doesn't so he doesn't scratch it up. It's, oh, it's, fuck, man. Yeah, it's, why su- get a new couch if you got to put towels on it? You just just, just put, towels,
0: put towels on the one he already mangled. I see. I, I, I mean, He already mangled the other oh, one. He,
2: he mangled the fuck out of it. I can't even... I'm, I'm selling a bunch of things on Facebook Marketplace. So I can't even sell that fucking thing. I have to... I literally have so to just, put it out on the Why get a
0: new one if you're going to towel up it? Just put some towels in a nice sheet on the old one. That that cat has no respect for its, its home, man, and its owner, really. That cat doesn't <laughs> give a fuck about you, man. And we're doing... <laughs> Entire campaigns on this show, man, taking up <laughs> airspace. This is this is equity. This is like fucking I know. air. You know, and then and then it's like we're doing a whole thing on you're like, oh, oh, the cat almost died last year. Motherfucker, that was last year. Okay, that but the cat is thriving, scratching the shit out of furniture, shedding all over the place. It's fucking healthy. Enough with the goddamn
2: cat, man. For real. I understand. Bro. I understand. I appreciate that. I'm just, I'm not going to throw a cat up for adoption after seven years of having it. You know, it's its like, its it just sounds fucked up to me. But I, I appreciate your concern and I'll definitely make it so it's just like, it's hairless in here. It's going to be a nice environment to come over to. But I'm excited for you to come here, bro. I and, can't and, wait.
0: I and and cannot. And I like that we're both calling each other bro a lot today.
2: Well, I just say, it's just like a part of my vocabulary. I like i like calling you bro because you are my bro and um and... Thanks. I'm bro. excited for you to be in, in Milwaukee. I don't know what you're doing there on your own. You're going to be out there by yourself, right? I,
0: I'm out there by myself, and I'm checking into a Zoom. It's my first—not a Zoom. What am I talking about? I'm checking into an Airbnb. I'm, First I'm, time I'm checking into an Airbnb. By myself. Like I, I checked into Airbnb with you once, and then I remember I did it with the Dust Brothers somewhere, but I've never like done an Airbnb on my own. You know, I, I a lot of people have, you know, given me different things and what to check for, uh, but I'm I'm a little nervous about it. I'm sure it'll be fine, but you know, I want to start trying to stay in in Airbnbs specifically because the hotels I'm sick and tired of laying in the beds and feeling the indentation from other humans, Ugh. and I'm also not into the. The window's not opening. Now, you know, um, next weekend, the, the 10th and 11th, I'm going to be in Cleveland at the Improv in Cleveland. I know you're not joining me uh, for those shows. And then on the 23rd, 24th, and 25th, I'm going to be in Indianapolis. Now, are you going to come to Indianapolis and, and not only uh, be at the shows, do security for the shows, but yep. videotape the shows? Yes. Can, can, you, can you, are you doing that?
2: A hundred percent. I don't have okay, to think so, about it. so
0: you're saying right now, yes, I'm going to be at the shows because I don't like having to make fucking excuses. You've been to my shows. The crowds are very excited. And towards the end, sometimes I'll start talking to the crowd and they'll ask questions. And a lot of times they'll go, where's the young shooter? And I, and I have to like hem and haw and I'm like, uh, 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 uh. And I'm stuttering and stammering and I'm trying to give excuses. So you're saying right now, publicly... Publicly. Yeah, Yeah, I am coming to the Indianapolis shows the 23rd, 24th, and 25th. You're saying that now. Is that right? 100%.
3: Terms and conditions apply. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future
0: of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash Stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash Stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast. You're saying right now publicly, yeah, I am coming to the Indianapolis shows, the 23rd, 24th, and 25th. You're
2: saying that now, is that right? Hundred percent. I'll be there, and I and you know what? I'm going to order, or maybe you could put it on your tab. But I'm going to order what? Order what, man? A security shirt off of Amazon because I have a staff shirt, but it just doesn't it doesn't have the same effect. I need like a black shirt that says security on it, so people know that
0: order the shirt if you need to order it as a hoodie get a black hoodie could do that you know and get it big so you can wear something underneath so it gives you a little like a little girth It look makes you a little yeah. look a little thick and intimidating uh, because we're performing at the helium comedy club and we're busy all of uh, all of march we're fucking busy so you'll be at those shows and you're also you're gonna find us a nice airbnb situation in indianapolis
2: is, is that correct Hundred percent. And the only thing with Airbnb, and I think it's oh, gonna be great. The no, only thing,
0: no one wants to hear the only thing. I just want to hear yes. It's going Goddammit. to
2: be a yes, but it's on on for you. I know oh, that you like shit. to be waited on hand and foot. You like to pick up that phone in hotel rooms and no, say, I, don't. I need a I need a gallon of water, I need the sheets no. like
0: this. I'm prepared for that. I'm prepared for my water. That's okay, only No know what? I asked homeboy in, in Milwaukee. I said, Yo, are your sheets soft, homie? Okay. He said yes, and he sent me the thread count number, and I was like, this is the type of shit I like to hear. I like thread okay. count numbers.
2: Okay, well then, as long as you're prepared for that, it's going to be a great experience, I think. I think you're going to like the Airbnb life. Do you have a preferential thing for thread counts? Because I like soft sheets. I was told the higher the thread count like the the better quality and all that stuff, but it's also I get overheated like crazy. I keep my oh, I keep God. my I keep my apartment at 60 degrees at all times. so oh, I heard God. that the higher the thread count, the warmer the sheets. so I like wow. I kind of like lower thread count because you can breathe a little bit you, you know I sleep in the nude um, and so I, I don't need the high thread count. Yuck. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not, it's not yuck, but I'm just, I'm not like a diva like you. I don't need like, what's the thread count. I'm just like, just give me some hotel sheets. I'm I'm happy. That's I'm, fine. I'm as to long go. as it's
0: hotel sheets, hotel grade sheets. Uh, so all tickets, all information for all the March shows. And then we have the, um, the shows in April. I'm going to be in Addison, Texas in April, uh, which I'm excited about those shows as well. Um, and I'm going to be in Jersey. Uh, in April, and I am going to be in Philadelphia in April. All tickets, all information for all my shows through the end of April are, are available at michaelrappaportcomedy.com. Michaelrappaportcomedy.com. What are you up to? What are you doing? You moved, you did construction. What have you been watching? What have you been seeing? Uh, the comings
2: and goings of, of all things The Young Shooter. W- where are things at, Shooter? Been watching a lot of stuff, actually, still on my reality shit. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix now. It's a brand new reality dating game from all sorts of different shows. All these people from different sh- different reality shows like Love is Blind and The Mole and all these things. It's called Perfect Match. It's like a Love Island. I'm watching it because my guy Shane from Love is Blind Season 2 is on it. We love him. It's pretty entertaining. It's on Netflix right now. have been watching that. Been still watching Milf Manor. It is so fucking creepy. It gets creepier and creepier each week. And I've been also watching I've been all, all my like erotic nineties horror thriller movies again. Um, I watched, well obviously, like I I watched Kate Fear, which is fantastic. I've seen it before, but amazing. Um, Juliet Lewis, shout out Juliet Lewis, Oscar nominated performance. How she's only been nominated one time in her career is blows my mind as well. There's nobody like Juliet Lewis, literally. There's there's very few actors out there that have just like their own thing, like their own vibe. There's, you know, like I really like Christina Rishi, another actress kind of has her own thing. Winona Ryder's got her own thing. Juliette Lewis is like in a whole other league. Nobody can touch what she does. And just at such a young age, she's bringing so much to the table. She's so fucking good in that movie. Um, Robert De Niro is like, unlike any role you've ever seen him do he's got that like southern georgia accent it's a little crazy he's creepy as fuck though when his face is melting at the end and i watched nick Nolte too he's great nick nolte's great and jessica lang i forget that she's the mom in that she's great too but i did watch this movie that you recommended because you know that i've been on my hor- on my uh, erotic thriller kick which i still think the godfather of all erotic thrillers is Fatal Attraction. That will always be my favorite. Fatal Attraction, Basic Instinct. I love that director, Adrian Lynn, Adrian Lynn. Lin. Yeah. Um, and so I, I watched nine and a half weeks starring yes. Mickey Rourke and Kim Basinger. And I thought it was, I was so underwhelmed by it. I thought the movie sucked. I thought that, really? I thought the, yeah, I thought the acting sucked. Kim Basinger is great. Um, but man, wow. Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. I mean, maybe this is like, maybe I don't know. I, I just I thought he was so creepy in it. He had this creepy smile. He had one expression the entire film. I, I didn't see any kind of range at all from this fucking guy. I, and I like his movies. I like the Wrestler. I like his, I like his shit. But he was so goddamn creepy in this movie. Not charming. Not charismatic. I thought Bruce Willis should have been in the movie. I think they look very similar from that in that time period. But um, man, shout Mickey out. B-
0: by the way, before finish what you think, but sending thoughts and prayers to the great Bruce Willis, who's having some serious, serious um health issues, and a guy that um you know has been such a, a great star and just like a every man's. Movie star for so many years. Uh, I was so sad to hear that he has dealing with this form of dementia. Um, but uh, go on. Sorry to interrupt you. But when you said no, Bruce Willis, because right, I, I I hadn't mentioned that I had been thinking about him. And the times I've come across Bruce Wills, he's like a New Jersey dude, cool as shit, like a regular dude, like always throughout the years. I've always seen him. He's, and you know he would be like, "What's up, Mike?" And I'm like bug, bugging that he so would know who I am. Cool. But it wasn't even. It was such an, a disarming like a guy that you'd see in like a Like a coffee shop or a diner, like just regular cool motherfucker Bruce Willis. Anyway, go ahead with your review. You hated nine and
2: a half weeks. Yeah, but you're right. Bruce Willis is fucking iconic. It is really sad what's going on with him. And yeah, I hated nine and a half weeks. I read that Kim Basinger was traumatized by the movie, by the shooting and and, uh, all the shit that she had to do. And it actually like affected her. Uh, marriage and all sorts of shit like I mean you know it's it's erotic it's like they're doing some uh, 50 shades of gray shit before 50 shades of gray was a movie I exactly. just I thought it was it's some 50
0: Shades of 50 grades of, shade, 50, grades of uh, 50 shades 50 of gray shades.
2: shit 50 shades I, yeah they're like pouring honey all over each other and he's like force-feeding her strawberries and food and and all sorts of wh- I just thought it was a fucking weird movie and and nothing happens it's like they meet each other. He's throwing his fucking top hat in the air. He, he takes her on a Ferris wheel. They meet each other. And then that's it. No, there's no plot twist. He's just a creepy dude. But that movie, uh, I thought, sucked. And But the, the highlight, I would say, of these past few weeks, which I brought up to you briefly, is I saw a midnight screening at the New Beverly. And if people aren't familiar with the New Beverly, it's in Los Angeles. Quentin Tarantino's owns the theater. It's his theater. And he screens all sorts of iconic classic movies each month. You know, no country for old men is premiering next month. Like, uh, kill bill. He, he screens his own movies. So me and my girlfriend went to go see true romance, the midnight screening of true romance at the new Beverly theater. And I hadn't seen, no, I've obviously I've seen it multiple times, but I wasn't privileged to see it on the big screen. Like, you know, back in the nineties when it was, when it was out. And, um, And it's an entirely different experience seeing that movie on the big screen in theaters versus seeing it on a TV at home. It it really is. And it was, I'm telling you, it was one of the most fun times I've had in such a long time. Wow. And, and, And my girlfriend hadn't seen the movie and she really was excited to see it. We, she loved it. And the experience was so cool because you, you you go there. It's the midnight show. They have all these pictures, still frames from the movie, like next to concession stands, and they do a raffle in the beginning. They're raffling off like a skateboard with with um you know the scene in the movie where Elliot is driving right. with that with that like with the girl. I don't know if she's a prostitute or prostitute what? yeah she's a prostitute yeah and he has the coke splashed in his face and there's a still frame on a skateboard they're raffling off sunglasses and all sorts of like pro- like dope. little props and so the movie started they play all these old trailers like Bonnie and Clyde and they you know they're very strict with phones and all that shit it was a great experience people were clapping people were, were cracking really? up you i mean not just cuz i'm talking to you right now but you on that screen you First of all, the acting is so great from everybody. There's not one performance in that movie where you're like, you know, everyone was so good, but this person kind of was like, eh, or they sucked. Everybody in that film is so perfectly cast. You yeah. are standout in that movie. The scene when you're doing your audition, Fuck everyone's yeah. cracking up. It's so fucking good. Um, Fuck yeah. And and Young James Gandolfini, the late great Dennis Hopper,
0: Christopher Walken. Tom I mean, Sizemore who's also dealing with some hell stuff. I know. The late great um Christopher Penn, um <sighs> the late great Tony Scott. I mean, there's been a lot of people that Dennis have passed Hopper? away from
2: fuck, man. I mean, the, the cast is ridiculous. I mean, I can't think of a movie like that is so stacked with a cast like that. I mean, and so many breakthrough Breakout performances, and Brad Pitt is your roommate, is a stoner roommate before he was like fucking anything. You know, maybe did a couple movies before that, but nah, I mean, he was
0: on his way. We we, we everybody knew he, he was on his fucking way. Like that guy, as soon as uh Thelma and Louise came out, it was over. That was it. I mean, it was it, done. It, it was fucking done. He was done. When that guy came on screen in Thelma and Louise, you were like, this is a movie star. It's yeah. a wrap. Bye bye, see you later. And then California came out and then um uh, uh what the r- r- a river, river runs through, runs through it came, and he had the hair and then it was done. But so when you Thelma knew Louie, Everyone knew. When Thelma and Louise came out, it was done. It was done. And he was in in the movie for like fucking 10 minutes, but it
2: was like this guy's a fucking movie star. And so did he Like, when you were working with him, because you were, I mean, I don't think anyone else really had scenes with the guy. It was really just you, Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, and, like, the mob who would come over to his house for a second to, like, find out where you guys are. But what was that like, like, being on set with Brad Pitt? Was he cool? Because I want this to be, like, the true romance podcast now, because I don't think that you talk about it enough on the podcast. I think people want to hear about it. He was cool as shit. We got
0: along great. We've been cool since then. He was dating Juliette Lewis, so Juliette came to the set, uh, and that's how me and her met. Oh, and, shit. You that's know, how you guys met? Yep. And Juliette's like homegirl. You know, she's been on the podcast, but that's like my fucking homegirl. You've met her. She's the fucking best. Of course. And um, listen, man, I, I, doing True Romance was as exciting as you would imagine uh, it could be. Every single day, everybody was pumped to be there. We were all uh, excited to be a part of it. We all knew it was going to be a a good movie. And that's the only movie that I've ever done where we were like, you knew you were going to be, you were a part of a good movie. The script was so good. Tony Scott was so um, perfectly, uh, you know, brought on to direct it. Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette. It was just a great time. And it was, I was as excited as everybody has been to watch it throughout the years. That's what it was like for me.
2: And how, how many movies did you do before True
0: Romance? I did Z I hadn't done Higher Learn. I hadn't done much. I did Z Brand. I did like three or four. I, yeah, I hadn't done
2: much, man. I was 24 years old. You were. Tw- so, what was. When was that movie? 93? 93. Was it 93 that it came out? You might You might have been 22 or 23, 23 years old. 23 years old. I mean, as a fucking kid. And that movie. Like, when you're doing, like, indie movies before that, like, Zebrahead, where, you know, not a lot of people are in those kind of movies. Like, and then you're on a set with all of these fucking icons. And the funny thing is, now, when there's a movie, like, A Babylon, or the movie's, like, got a cast that's just stacked, it usually flops. It's usually, like, when you have that many famous people in a movie, it's, it's usually not that good. And back then, I feel like, I mean, that is such an iconic movie, but when you're on a set and you're going from, like, indie movie to something like such a huge Hollywood production with so many famous actors. How are you like, are you fanning out on the set? Do you have to reel it back and be like, fuck, I'm not going to say anything to Dennis Hopper. I'm not going to say anything to, to Christopher Walken. Like,
0: yeah, you. but you also want to say what's up to them. You know, you're like, you're working with them. So it's like you have like this pass to sort of act normal. Although inside, like me and Kevin Corrigan, because Kevin Corrigan's in the film too, We were bugging that we were in the movie. And we were tripping the fuck out. Like you'd be on set and like, you know, you go into the makeup trailer to get touched up and Val Kilmer was in there. You know, Val Kilmer played Elvis, you know, you know, and then you know, you'd walk on the set and like Samuel Jackson would be getting a fitting, and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? You know, like, but you know, like I was young, I was excited, I was ready, I was focused for the opportunity. And, you know, when it came to the acting, although I was inexperienced about acting on film and the technicalities of acting on film, I was rearing, redding, chomping at the bit to kick fucking ass every single day on set. And I had a fucking ball making that film.
2: I mean, like Brad Pitt, where you're like, you knew that Brad Pitt was going to be a star, all that stuff. When you were on screen, you guys were doing your thing. It was like, you knew that you were going to just be work at like a working actor for the rest of your career. I mean, that's what that, like seeing it in theaters was a completely different experience. And being in LA and seeing it in theaters right. and, and the direct, dope. the directing, everything, was there anybody like on, out of all those actors that was particularly kind to you or like took you under their wing or was like, Stood out out of all those icons, where it was like, damn, that person was really the person that I would say that that took
0: me under her wing and and like you know, just made me feel comfortable, and and it didn't just make me feel comfortable on trauma; it gave me the confidence going forward. Was Tony Scott? You know, I remember with him. You know, you're young and you're trying to like, you know, find your way as an actor, and you know, you hear all these stories, and you, you know, you're trying to do this, that, and the third, and you know, and I remember. Tony Scott, like, I would say, can we try this? And he'd be like, yeah, try it. And then I would say, can we try this? He'd be like, no, nah, don't try that, but keep coming to me. Keep coming with ideas. And him saying keep coming to me with ideas gave me the confidence yeah. that what I was doing was okay and what, what I was doing was right. And it really, you know, sort of certified me going forward at that point in my career and that point being so young. Because like I said, I was so fucking young. And there's no preparation for that it's just you know you're going by the seat of your pants and you know Christian Slater at the time was a fucking huge star and he had been in huge movies you know through his late teens and his 20s and you know it was you know Patricia Arquette was coming off Indian Runner which is a small film that I love and you know obviously Roseanne Arquette and you know David Arquette and and her late brother you know the Arquette name was like yo Uh, so just the whole fucking thing I was amped up chomping at the bit was rearing, ready to fucking go every single day.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that is incredible. And there were like scenes in there where you guys are all riding the roller coaster. It's like, did you, you really were on the roller coaster? Were you nervous to get on the roller coaster? Were you sick on the roller coaster? Because I'd be like, sick that Sick on be... the
0: roller coaster? I don't fuck with roller coasters. Throwing up on the roller coaster, throwing up after the roller coaster. And the only <laughs> scene in that film that they had to reshoot was- the roller coaster scene because why? uh the camera was shaking. And to quite frankly, you know, one of the reasons why is because I was like crying during the first time we shot it, so we had to reshoot it. So they gave me some Ambient or Xanax or whatever oh, the wow. fuck. And I had to go back to Magic Mountain, and that was the last time uh, uh that I had been on a roller coaster, but it was, you know, shit, it's true romance, man. It was fucking dope. It was just a fun, fun experience.
3: I am Podcast. There's a new way to bet on things outside
0: of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L. S-H-I, and deposit $50. calshicom slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at calshi.com.
2: the theme park too I know that Christian Slater is on the phone with Elliot at the payphone you know he's like Elliot's talking to the, the uh, financier or whatever on yeah. the payphone and you and Patricia Arquette are like looking at your script in the background and, and this is a long scene And I noticed like as an actor, when you're in the background of a scene when you're not like the focal point of the scene and it's really Christian Slater and Elliot on the phone, but you and Patricia Arquette have to have your own thing going on in the background for like what feels like a 10 minute fucking scene. You're looking through the script. Are you miming talking? Are you in character talking to each other? Like, what are you talking about that the audience isn't hearing in anything? Like, what are you guys like in the background? Are you like, let's talk about this or let's actually flip through the script. Like, what are you guys talking about for 10 minutes? Shit, that's a good question. We were just, I mean, to be honest, I don't remember
0: what we were talking about, but I remember, you know, I was very inexperienced, and Patricia didn't have that much experience. We were probably just bullshitting around, and I'm sure there was probably, you know, times where we were talking, and they probably were like, yo, you know, mime it. Because, you know, because we didn't know what the fuck we, I could speak for myself, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You know, technically. There's a technical side of, of acting on film, and I did not understand that technical side. You know, I remember James Gandolfini was very, very, very shy, you know, his whole time. And, um, you know, I was there, obviously, when he did the scene with Brad Pitt and, and you know, when he came over there and you were just, I, that might have been the first time I saw him. And you just, like, knew, like, this guy's fucking, what's his deal? And, um, you know, we, I was there when they did the big Dennis Hopper, Christopher Walken scene. I just showed up. Like, I made some excuse to show up to watch them do it. Like, I don't know what or, or what my excuse was, but I came to the set that day to watch that.
2: And Quinn Tarantino says, you even sent me a TikTok, says that that is the best, the Sicilian Christopher Walken, Dennis Hopper scene, that whole scene is the best thing that he's ever written. Is the most proud of that he's ever written. That's crazy. He, he said that about that scene. And it's, That's it's a fantastic scene.
0: It's a fantastic scene. It's a fantastic movie. And this has been a great interview. I love that you're interviewing me and finally showing me the fucking respect that I deserve on my own podcast. God damn yeah, man.
2: Well, it took it for me to see it in theaters to just have a profound effect on me. We're not surprising. Fuck it, man. That you've had the career that you've had, and uh, Shit. I, w- I we should do more of these inside the actor studio interviews because I have Fuck a lot yes. more to a lot more Fuck to talk yes. about with you. Tr- we should Fuck do the True yes. Romance. We should do the True Romance podcast because I want to talk about Gandolfini and all those. Like, I, I want to hear about it all. So I think Fuck I think yeah. I think we'll the listeners want to hear more.
0: We'll do it, man. Fuck yeah, man. You got any other questions for me, man? Ah. Just Man. about life. Anything else you need from me, brother?
2: Ah, shit. I mean, I'll, I'll have to think about it. But those any, are any da-
0: advice, like you know, like I'm I'm not just you know like a well rounded actor. Like I got life advice. Yeah, what yeah. Do you well,
2: what do you yeah, need? What do you want? What do you
0: I Excuse me.
2: Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me.
0: What can I help you with? Anything you need? Anything? Let me know. Not like financially. Oh, right. But no. any insight or anything? Just
2: what's up? Well, I'll jot some more questions down by the next time I interview you. But um, All
0: right. All right.
2: Cool, man. We were really stoked on that. And and they're playing True Romance all the time. I think it, pl- I think it played like a couple days ago again at That's the midnight crazy. screening. So you know that Tarantino is very proud of that movie. But we're all uh, proud of you. It's a great movie. It's a, we're a great all proud movie. Of you.
0: Thank you. You know, it's another um film. Since you're in your thrillers, 90s thrillers, you should watch this movie with Ellen Barkin and Al Pacino called Sea of Love. Very New York John Goodman's in it a uh, very good twists turns crime thriller erotic sexual thriller and I'd really be curious to see if you knew who the killer was uh, at the end of the film and I loved I uh, love that film. And, uh, you know, it really sort of was the resurgence of Al Pacino, you know, to get him back. And, uh, you know, he gives a great, great performance in that film. So does Ellen Bark. And it's a dope movie, Sea of Love, directed by the great Harold Becker, whose wife actually uh, was the costume uh, designer on True Romance.
2: And it comes full circle. I love that. I'm definitely going to check out Sea of Love. 100% Hundred percent, watching that. I watched this movie called Final Analysis with Uma Thurman, Kim Basinger again, Eric Roberts. It was pretty good, entertaining. So keep sending me suggestions. But Sea of Love will be the next one on my list. Have you have you All seen right. anything?
0: Nah, man. I mean, I, I talked uh, in depth the other day about the Jake Paul fight. Um, you know, I'm excited about the NBA. I'm excited about going on the road. Obviously, deep in my uh, reality TV shows, uh, yep. Real Housewives of New Jersey enjoying it profusely uh the real housewives of potomac reunions coming to an end uh so that season's ending but like every every season of the real housewives uh, one season comes to an end and you you feel the sadness it's mm. like the weather the weather changing and then the next season boom you you have to just uh, wait for the the next show to start but it's like every time a season comes to an end uh you know it, there's a little bit of sadness I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you my friend
2: all right, well, this has been fantastic. I hope that you have a great time in Milwaukee. Thank you. Um, it Thank sounds you. like it, it could be lonely. Lo- like life on the road as a comedian could be a little lonely. You're by yourself in Milwaukee. Um but we're just we're we're thinking about you. We're thinking about you while you're out there.
0: But but you're going to be you're coming to Indianapolis, right? You fuck?
2: Oh, 100%, I'm 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 placing an order for the security sweatshirt ho- or uh t-shirt or hoodie as we speak on Amazon. So Yeah, get yourself a hoodie, man. Get yourself I mean, a hoodie, it. man. Because because people don't look at me and they don't go, that's a guy carrying pepper gel. That's a guy carrying a taser. When I don't have a shirt like that, so I think that no, now they, take they me don't say seriously. that. They Would you got brass knuckles say or something that. for me?
0: No, I'm not. Listen, take a fucking jujitsu class. Get yourself a <laughs> security shirt, and then leave me the fuck alone. That's All it. Right.
2: All right, fair enough.
0: All right, um, coming to the end here. Fantastic, I am Rapport Serial Podcast. We're glad you're back. Uh, Miles Jordan, a.k.a. The Bleach Brothers take us out of here with something real nice take us out of here with something real loud but most importantly, end the 1002 I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast with something real loud and real funky and extended let it play out for the people I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, we're out
3: There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi.
0: Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L. S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash Stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest
1: paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought...